Hi, I'm Dr. Taryn McCarthy, business owner, orthodontist, motivational speaker, and mom. After 20 years of striving for success in business, I'm starting the conversation about the business of happiness. True success in life is realized when we achieve inner fulfillment. Join me in the conversation with business leaders and entrepreneurs looking to reignite their passions and redefine success. Welcome to the Business of Happiness podcast. Hello and welcome to the Business of Happiness podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Taryn McCarthy, and today is going to be a great day because today we are talking about how to incorporate the five love languages into your workday, how to use this tool to find more happiness in business and in your life. In today's episode, you can expect to receive some great tips for practical and tactical tools to use every day to make you feel really great at work. This is the one question I get all the time, honestly, is what are some tips and tools that you have, Taryn, for me to be able to feel great at work? You talk about happiness in business all the time, but I want some strategy. I want some real advice. How can I feel better at work? So that's what you can expect from today. I'm so excited to be sharing this with you. The quote that I want to share with you today is from Martha Washington. She said, the greater part of our happiness depends on our dispositions and not our circumstances. I'm going to say that again. Thank you, Martha Washington, for this quote. The greater part of our happiness depends on our dispositions and not our circumstances. Of course, your circumstances are critically important, but what we focus on in the business of happiness is how can you positively impact your circumstances? How can you change your circumstances when they're not working for you? And one of the biggest parts of this is feeling good, giving ourselves permission to feel happy because your happiness matters. We know that only when you feel good can you do good. And it's really critical for us to start paying attention to how we feel. So let's talk about the five love languages today. What this is based on is a book by Gary Chapman that was published in 1992 called The Five Love Languages. And what he was really focusing on that time, at that time, was improving relationships. So he was a marriage counselor and he, when he was working with couples, noticed that there was a lot of love languages that couples were misunderstanding between one another. So one would be speaking one language and the other one would not even realize that her husband was expressing love in the way that he was. And so often they were getting to a point in their relationship where they didn't even recognize the intentions behind their actions or their words. And they were misinterpreting the languages that they maybe differed in. And we've talked about this before on the podcast, but what I want to focus on today as far as the love languages are concerned is how you can use them for yourself. So just like Martha Washington said, it all depends on our perception and our dispositions. So how can you take charge of your day at work, not 
so much thinking in this episode about improving others' lives or making sure you're using the language that others can receive, which is really what the focus was for Gary Chapman's book. He was really talking about recognizing how others receive love and acknowledging that and then using the appropriate language. What I want to focus on today is how do you receive love and how can you make sure you incorporate that into your day and be responsible for your happiness at work. You know, in 2007, Gary Chapman actually wrote a second book in conjunction with Paul White, and this one was called, I believe, The Five Languages of Appreciation at Work. It's an excellent book. I highly recommend it. And it really goes into how you can acknowledge your team members. And as a business owner or as a manager, you can acknowledge other people in your business and give them the appropriate support in terms of the love language that they use. So he was talking about how not everybody appreciates a raise or a monetary um show of appreciation. And some people really don't care about words. So you might say, great job to someone and it really fall flat. So it's a great book to be looking at in that regard. What we're talking about today is more about you. So how can you use this idea of the five language, love languages to recognize what matters to you and be responsible for finding that in your day? So the five love languages, if you're not familiar with them, are words of affirmation, quality time, acts of service, physical touch, and, oh my gosh, isn't that so funny? I'm blanking on the last one right now. It must not, oh, (laughs) gifts. Isn't that interesting? It is my least important in my armamentarium. But what you can do is, as you're listening to each of those, you can imagine for yourself, what is it that really matters to you? There is a quiz that you can take online, and you can find it if you Google it, and there is a quiz that you can take within the book to find out what your love language is. But really, you can just think about it as I'm mentioning all those love languages and imagine for yourself what matters to you. The reason why I know this works is because I incorporated it into my day and have been taking advantage of it ever since. So what I did was I looked at all those love languages and I thought, well, what matters most to me? And to me, quality time is the most important. I mean, can you tell? This is why I have a podcast interviewing phenomenal guests because I love having that one-on-one quality time, having deep conversations with knowledgeable experts in their field. So quality time is by far my strongest love language. Well, when I recognized how important that was to me, I decided to look at my workday and see how I could acknowledge and appreciate the moments of quality time in my day. So think of it as how do you fill your bucket, right? How do I go through my workday if I'm going to work every day? How do I find those moments of quality time? Because I know that that makes me feel great. Acknowledge it in the moment And then almost perseverate on it a little bit during the day so that I can increase my happiness quotient during the day. So what I noticed was I love spending time with my patients in my orthodontic practice. So every moment that I am one-on-one with a patient, I let it soak in. I remind myself, this is quality time, Taryn. 
You are getting so much from this. I stay present in the moment. Recognize that if I hadn't noticed how important quality time was to me, I might have just breezed right through that appointment. Now I take an extra 10 seconds. I mean, literally that's all it takes. And I recognize, wow, this is really feeling good. Look how great my job is that I get to have quality time. I even do it in meetings with my team members. When I have one-on-one meetings or group meetings and we're all sitting together acknowledging each other's presence, I appreciate it and I value it in my day and I imagine it literally filling a bucket of happiness for me. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you didn't get into business to be miserable. The problem is that people feel that if their business gets busier, if they start becoming more successful, that happiness will eventually set in. But it can actually get worse. This is why I created the Business of Happiness Prosperity Coaching. In this one-on-one coaching, we look at how to redefine success on your terms and refine the joy and the passion in your dream. Visit me at thebizofhappiness.com and become the happiest business owner you know. This is one of the greatest tools for valuing your day. I mean, you can even do it if it's if you're not in your forever job. You can find a way to look for opportunities to fill your bucket if you understand your love language. Now, there's also an opportunity to advocate for yourself if you're not the leader, not the boss, not the business owner, when you recognize something's missing from you're receiving that support and that appreciation at work. So for example, if you recognize that you really love words of affirmation, words mean so much to you, then you can actually ask for it from your supervisor. You can actually request it. You can start giving it. Remember that old adage, whatever you want, give Well, it works here too. If you know that you love hearing words of affirmation, start giving it to other people. Honestly, even if it's not their love language, and I know this is completely opposite of what Gary Chapman says, but there's a big component of this that's actually making you feel great. When you say to someone else, you know, I really appreciate the teamwork that you've been doing today. And I really think that you did a great job when you answered the phone that way. I heard what you said, and it was a beautiful way of phrasing it. That means a lot, not just to the other person. And if it's not their love language, then maybe they don't receive it with the same intensity you intend to give it. But man, does it mean a lot to you if that's your love language, just acknowledging someone in that way. It also sets the tone. It's a little subliminal way of letting people know, I really love words. And when I speak words to you, it's my way of giving you my love and I would, or appreciation in the workplace. And I would love it if you would speak the same way or similarly to me. There's, it also just makes you feel much better about your day. Now, as a business owner, this is an enormous tool to support your team members, of course. But what if you are lacking in one of them and you're not sure how to incorporate it? Here's a perfect example. Remember at the top of the hour, I started talking about the love languages and listing them. I completely forgot gifts. 
because it really has so little value to me. Well, I recognize that some of my team members actually really need that. That's how they receive appreciation is through gifts. And so what I did was I actually hired someone who I knew that was her great love language. So I used this in my interview process. I recognize as a leader that this is a deficiency in my skill set. So what do I do? I delegate. And it works beautifully. She is so grateful because someone appreciates and values this strength of hers. She's really good at it. And so when she gives love, uh, gives gifts in my name or in her name, she feels really valued and appreciated. Now there's one little caveat here I will say. Fascinatingly, she on one of her reviews came up to me and said, you know, I've been giving all these great gifts on behalf of Embrace Orthodontics. And because it's my love language, I really need it for myself. I don't really like giving gifts to myself, which is a fascinating perspective. I appreciated her honesty and I ex appreciate knowing that as her boss so that I can make sure I give her some form of appreciation that's not just herself giving herself appreciation, but I also helped her to see that the one person you should always rely on to give you your happiness is yourself. Granted, she advocated for herself and that was perfect and now I understand her better, but remember to find those sources yourself in your own day. Because when you feel better, that's when you have the confidence to be able to advocate for yourself and speak up when you need something. So as you go through your day, as you go through your work, this is one way that you can find greater happiness in your job, especially if you're a business owner. We talk about all kinds of reasons to find happiness or tools to find happiness, but using the five languages of appreciation, the five love languages yourself, you can actually source those opportunities in your own day and in your own workplace. And here's the next leveling up tip, amplify. Once you have identified what it is, amplify it. So if you know that your love language is acts of service, maybe you do more. Or maybe you put more value into the acts of service that you're giving. If you're in the healthcare profession, you're living acts of service. But do you acknowledge it? Do you recognize how good that feels? Or has it just become a routine part of your job and you're kind of glossing over it anyway? Because remember, Anything we do, when we don't do it with great intention, it becomes just a task and something that doesn't hold lots of meaning. So as you drive to work tomorrow morning, I challenge you to think about what fills your cup. If you need help with figuring out what that is, try the five love languages. See which one of them speaks to you. Now I will say, as a little added bonus here in this podcast episode, I personally think that there is a sixth one. And the sixth love language that is very strong for me is support of growth. I know that for my husband and I, it's one of the biggest reasons why we have had such an absolutely incredible marriage over the past 19 years. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that we've been married almost 19 years this September. But I attribute a lot of that to our supporting each other's growth. Sometimes that growth is in a direction that's not mutually 
appreciated. So for example, I love to run. My husband has never loved running, but he's always supported my growth in terms of running and a community of running and trips for running. And the same for him for photography. That's one of his favorite things, but recognizing that he values growing in his artistry with photography and supporting his growth in that endeavor has been a big part of supporting one, in one another in terms of love. The same is true at work. So if you're a business owner, it's possible that one of your strong love languages is supporting growth. And for me, I interpret that as empowerment. So perhaps you've thought of another love language that doesn't fall under one of these these categories, it doesn't, isn't a subcategory under one of these broader categories. Perhaps you've thought that maybe Gary Chapman is missing one or two. Simply the act of identifying what it is that fills you up and then sourcing it in your day, whether you are in your best job or you own this position, this job, this business, or you know that this is just a stepping stool, a stepping stone for something even greater for the next fabulous job or profession, it's always worth taking the time to figure out how to incorporate your own responsibility for your own happiness in your day. And remember, when you feel good, that's when you can do good. Bye-bye. Thank you again for joining me on this week's episode of the Business of Happiness podcast. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. And if you know of a colleague who could benefit from the perspective, empower their day and share this episode with them. Or check out more episodes at embracethelead.com. I look forward to exploring fulfillment in business with you again next week. And remember, today is going to be a great day. Great day.